guys, do you want to know what I'm picking today? First. For New Era? I would love... Oh, wait, what is New Era? Well, the New Era, since we it is now just me, you, Eric, and Jared, we are going to shift... We are shifting film snobs into a new era. Eric, so what, Q, Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> what, what, better, what better genre and category movies to pick than just... Movies of a new era, film uh, snobs, two point that where they kind of um, explore a new era, and so a for, new era. for my film, I I went through a few. A At first, era. I thought maybe I'll do Jackie. Jackie. I thought maybe Ooh. I'll do Vox Lux. Vox. I was on a. Oh, okay, all right. All I was right. on a Portman kick. Okay. I thought I thought maybe I would, I would do I would do No Country for Old Men. Oh, also not Portman. All right, but. <laughs> I have decided. You both have seen this movie. What? Oh boy! Uh, I have not seen it, and uh, it's on my watch list. So that's partly why I want to choose this. The anticipation is killing it. Me. It's murdering. Is uh, it has to do with uh, post-war Germany? Whoa! Yeah, let's see. It, if we can, it, let's see if we can it, guess it has it to do with someone who gets a new face. Oh! Much like the film snobs get a new face. Oh! I haven't seen this in some time. 2014's Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix, a German film. Have I seen it? Maybe you rated it on Letterboxd. Maybe you rated a different Phoenix. Are you talking about Valkyrie? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Maybe you mixed up Valkyrie and Phoenix. No, but Phoenix. What? A, what? You've rated it. I think you gave it a three and a half. I am in. I am intrigued by the rewatch of this. I am excited to watch this with you guys. I am excited to watch it for the first time. <laughs> All right, welcome to the new era. New era. Welcome, welcome. We Hi. just finished Phoenix 2014's Oof. Phoenix. Uh, What'd you guys think? Joaquin. Well, before we even get going, I want to mention Eric's Ow. bachelor pad room we've got going on it's in your cool house. Room. This room is cool. It's we, not bad. We we recorded in Bruges here. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and we're back. We're Ricky, back. if you're listening, Mr. Skibipity is currently on the soundboard. <laughs> He is with us, mm-hmm. not just in spirit, but in flesh. The blue gecko is here. Yeah, we're here in the green room. It's it's nice. It's coming along. I'm I'm definitely almost done. I'm definitely almost there. Just need a few more pieces of art and a few more coats of paint. We're all there. But to answer your question, Caleb. Oh, my gosh. Phoenix. Wow. 2014, wow. directed by the German Christian Petzold, starring Nina Haas. I mean, wow! What a what a movie to usher us into a brand new era. It feels like a new era. Era one, Spooktober. The first movie of Spooktober was Eyes Without a Face, which hinged on facial reconstruction surgery. Featured the first Merv movie of yeah. our new era hinged on facial reconstruction also surgery. Also featured a woman with bandages all over her face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it. That is interesting. And you didn't do that on purpose, did you? I did not do that on purpose. I did, I did think like, oh, this is. I think these similar. are the only two movies we watch where facial reconstruction surgery is a major plot point <laughs> by you a know? blonde woman. Yeah, yeah. We could watch an Antonio Banderas movie, <laughs> Mask of Zorro. No, <laughs> uh, Spy Kids. Spy Kids. No. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> Man in the um, Iron Mask. Not, uh, <laughs> the skin I live in. The skin I live in. Oh okay. yeah, I don't know that one. is That's, that Antonio Banderas? Yeah, that movie's bonkers yeah yeah um guys guys this movie 
so good. Yeah, let me kind of give you a rundown of what this movie is actually about. Do it. Uh, Do it. So this movie takes place in post-war Germany, post-war Berlin. Yeah. A woman returns, I believe, from Auschwitz. Yep. And oh, it is Auschwitz. They mentioned re- it like once in the movie. She returns okay. from Auschwitz and has horrible uh, face disfigurement. We don't actually see it. We just see the bandages. And so she has her face reconstructed and she is trying to, she has this woman taking care of her um, who's trying to get her to then move to Palestine. And, uh, but this woman, after her face gets reconstructed, is looking for her husband, who's German. Who is German. Her husband, who is German. Johnny. And Johnny, Johan. And she finds him, but he doesn't recognize her. All he says is, you look like my wife. Mm. And so he then says to this woman, who he assumes is a stranger, he says, since you look like my wife, I want you to pretend to be my wife and pretend to return. You're presumed dead, but I want you to pretend to return. That way I can get, you know, half of your inheritance. We'll split it because she actually had a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm had some wealth well yeah because all of her other family members were dead right she had no life left nothing of her previous life was left yeah. right it seems they were trying to get about forty thousand dollars back in the 40s so i don't know how much that was yeah. quite a bit quite a bit so pretty much this man is using what he thinks is a stranger but is actually his wife to get all her inheritance essentially and so she goes along with it and uh, it gets quite interesting, uh, to yes. say the least. Which begs the question, Caleb, <laughs> did you pick this movie as a warning to us in our new era of Film Snobs 2.0 that we don't just try to recreate the exact same image that we previously were? Well, th- that that is uh, an interesting thing. I-, I think this works on a couple levels. It on, works on a lot of levels. On, on film snobs because... Film snobs. Uh, well, <laughs> one thing... This geez. movie is directly... It, film snobs was in mind when he made this in 2014. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like uh, she's as when she gets her face reconstructed, she's really going through this identity crisis of like, I don't... That's us. Yeah. She's like, I don't... I don't this was a I'm not film. me. She's like, I don't look like me. I'm, I, I don't f- feel like me. Yeah. Um, and I th- feel like the film snobs without without Ethan, without Ricky, we're starting to go through a little bit of identity crisis of mm-hmm. we, do, we may not feel like ourselves. Um, we may not even look the same. Um, the structure is different. Structure. This episode is coming out, you know, a little bit longer than, than usual. We apologize, but we're on a new schedule now and running every other week basis doing now. every other week. right and so i'm like wow well let's see what what nelly does what mm. this character does and maybe we can we can learn from her ah. <laughs> is that what you chose there <laughs> so so based on the film okay so stop me if i get this wrong we are supposed to fake our way <laughs> into being snobs even though we are snobs we're trying to fake being snobs uh, as they once were. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think we want to fake that. I think it's a warning mm. against us faking that. Well, it's, yeah, it's a warning Ooh. because Ooh. lots of people to, are trying to use our podcast to tale. exploit us for money. <laughs> well, I, I think. I think. That, yeah, there's Who's a doing that. There's everyone. I think a danger in trying to yeah recreate the past or trying to mm-hmm. um, hold on to once what 
once what at what once was oh, yeah. but um maybe we could move on we could move mm, to yes. palestine and mm. actually <laughs> have a have a, a better I think life you went off the rails here <laughs> i think you went off the rails here dude i think the only one who's uh, thriving in palestine might be jared <laughs> Actually, oh, you, know what? No. you know, I have a Palestinian friend and I met with his, uh, I, I met them, uh, I went to their house in May and mm. I was talking with them and his mom looked at me and she's like, you could be my cousin. You look just like my cousin. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, well, I mean, you like, previously were Spanish or, uh, <laughs> or Mexican, was it Mexican or Italian or I can't remember these days what, what, yeah. what, what you were. Jared but, uh, could pass the most. You look like a, <laughs> you could definitely do it. I kid. do have a yarmulke. And you have the history of of their peoples. That's uh, right. It's in my blood it's, somewhere. It's no, just might not be knowledge. pure. <laughs> oh yes, I do have the knowledge. Yeah, and do we and do we try to recreate uh, old film snobs by just continuing to do movies exactly the way we did before, or do we kind of switch things up a little bit, try some new things out? Um, you know, we're trying out a new structure, but um, I mean. I think I think people like what we've been doing. Yeah. But also, uh, and I haven't said this in probably over a year. Leave us a review uh, if you. Yeah. Uh, leave us a five star review. We see that you listen. And if you have any suggestions on different segments that you'd like to see or different ideas of things that we'd like to do, I think that'd be sweet. I think that'd be cool. I mean, we're in a new era here. We can try new things. But um, I think for the most part. Uh, it's been it's been working. You know the structure has been working. But you yeah. know you know Nelly's DNA is the same, even though she looks different on the outside. The and she may have lost a lot of her side. confidence until the end of the movie. She she mm-hmm. did not know how to talk. She was she was shaking a lot, walking differently, walking differently. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We might walk differently for a little bit, but we got the same DNA. And we're same penmanship, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. Same that was, editor. I thought that was a good part in the movie when his her penmanship was obviously identical, and he was like, "It's almost identical." And it was like, oh, buddy, it, is "It is identical." Is yeah, right. <laughs> that's because it is identical, you dummy. You dumb dingus. Yeah. Uh, should we go around and say what we thought? Yeah, well, yeah. Let's go around and get our thoughts. We'll start with Jared. Yo, guys, I'm a very big Christian Petzold fan. He he considers this one of his trilogy of movies. There's one called Barbara, and then this one is called. Tr- uh, Phoenix, and then the third one is called Transit. Okay, and they're all kind of like post World War Two, almost refugee or identity crisis typey movies. But like Transit, which is my favorite, which I've watched with Eric, I've seen that movie twice. I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's really odd because it's like modern day architecture and technology, but they're like the script is all like it's World War Two, so it's a really like. Mm-hmm. trippy um and what i like about what he does is i feel like his movies are very literary i feel like it re- feels like i'm reading a novella where it's not like trying to go for this big epic thing but it's this very contained intimate um short story and novella that is trying to has well-rounded characters but a lot of philosophical intellectual ideas going on and it's mm-hmm. filmed really plainly i would say but mm. i think it's filmed but i I mean that is some cool shots yeah i mean it's got great shots but i mean that is a compliment almost because it's not it's not there to show off its filmmaking it's Mm. there to um put you in a headspace i think okay so yeah this is my second time watching it the first time 
I was watching it. I got my sister to watch it because I read an online review and we're watching it when we had both moved back in with my parents for a brief period. <laughs> and they came home right at the climax and I was so ticked. <laughs> so I was so happy to experience the climax of this movie uninterrupted. Yes. Um, and I think it's it's just fascinating because mm. there's a lot of feelings you think about that aren't in other movies the scenarios however he came up with all of these like the main scenario and what he does with it is just mwah, chef's kiss yeah yeah i i was just reading over transit um uh, plot synopsis shockingly similar where a guy assumes the identity of a dead author and soon finds himself stuck in marseille where he falls in love with Maria, a young woman searching for her missing husband. It's so good. There's a lot of overlap there. I call it's it not this, the same story, but there's a lot of overlap there. There's yeah. this novelist, Nobel Prize winner I love called Patrick Modiano, where it's like these people are like trying to find themselves through their memories. And it's almost like, I feel like he has his own little twist on it where they're trying to find themselves through assuming the identity of someone else. Right. At right. least in these movies. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this case, assuming the identity of yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was a brilliant movie. Um, I think it definitely swings heavy at the end, and it's just it's it sinks. I mean, it just it grabbed me, um, and and I fell in love with it um, in the in this in the second act or the or the third act. I don't know how many, but the, at the very end, the very end piece of this movie was brilliant. It was all kind of like yeah, it was all kind of like crescendoing up to this to this moment that you knew was going to happen. And it was just, I mean, aside from that one moment at the train station where I thought she was going to plug him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And I was like, oh. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, but I just, I love, I love the, the, the symbolism of even the name. It's like, oh, the name is in the bar. No, it's also a phoenix rising from the ashes. Oh. Which is awesome. Mm. I think I, I was like whoa that's so cool and i had that she's wearing red at the end yes yes exactly and i had that thought before we saw the phoenix bar oh so i was like oh this is about someone coming back from the dead being resurrected kind of finding herself again and then we see phoenix bar and i'm like oh it's supposed to be kind of like this is where she found him again and where she kind of like regained her past but oh my god the layers yeah and it's just it's such a unique story and you're just along for the ride and i had a blast i had a i had a really good time yeah i mean the way i the way i say that makes it sound like it was a fast-paced movie but this was a little bit of a slow burn mm -hmm. um but 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 um, a slow burn lovely nonetheless where the, where at the end it's a bonfire yeah oh my god my, my review is just that ending <laughs> <laughs> that's all i said yeah, yeah. So, Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, this one has been on my watch list only for like a couple weeks. For some reason, like. You're the only one on that watch list, by the way. This like popped up. Phoenix popped up for me, or I don't know how it popped up, but um, that in transit. Mm. And so maybe they was, I was looking up the director or something. Um, mm. But I, I put this on my watch list. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think just post war Germany is interesting. Um, mm. And that whole era I, I think is fascinating so the story itself when i read the synopsis i was like oh that sounds so interesting like mm. she's returned but her face is kind of changed so people don't really know who she is mm. um so i love that but also i think it worked on like a level of just like i feel like she kind of represents like just the jewish people in general yeah of like 
returning and how can you return to something so horrible and abusive where people have mm. you know turned against you and so i think i think that was interesting it worked on that level as well of um kind of speaking broadly as i feel like uh nelly and uh johnny both kind of represent you know the jewish people and, and the german people mm. um at a broad level um but yeah, I just I thought it was so, and and you put yourself in the shoes of of Nelly of like, mm. what man, what do I do in that situation? Because she didn't know that Johnny had actually divorced her. Mm-hmm. Spoily, um, mm-hmm. I guess we kind of see that right at the beginning. Um, yeah, in the papers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we did, we didn't know that, but also kind of didn't know that he had turned against her, like he had given her up to the Nazis and so yeah. right but yeah you put her yourself in Nellie's shoes of like I guess like that's what she's familiar with like yeah what where else is she gonna go her whole family's gone mm-hmm. like I guess so yeah I'm sure a lot of people are actually maybe in that situation uh, it's in post-war Germany it's a good point you bring up with I think you're right about them representing those different things and I think it's fascinating that Lenny Lenny I don't know how to say Lene? her name Lene, Lene. the woman who kind of nursed the main character Nellie back to health after her facial facial reconstruction thing going on. Mm -hmm. She has this, Nellie's almost the initially naive towards Johnny and willing to give him a fair shake and not wanting to believe he's guilty. And then there's this conversation between Nellie and Lene where Lene's like, you can't just forgive and pretend like it never happened Mm. and there's almost a competing extremes there where Lene takes the bitterness to the extent where she ends up shooting herself because she doesn't feel like she can belong anymore and Nellie is almost I appreciate that she's willing to forgive right away and is optimistic but then eventually comes to the place where she gave it the forgiveness a shot but justice still needs to be (laughs) recognized yeah there are still consequences for the actions in its own subtle way anyways i think that you're right about that yeah Hmm. yeah um say we talked about initial thoughts uh (laughs) themes that we see um yeah jared you talked about the novella style of this why don't you kind of define a little bit like or maybe give some other novella type movies that that we can kind of look out for that are kind of similar to something like this. On novella type movies, I mean, um, novellas are like short, transit, contained stories. I watched this movie called because Todd Field's directing this movie called Tar that's coming out this fall. So I watched his movies for the first time, and Nina Haas is actually in Tar, the star of this movie. She's oh, gonna be in really? That movie. Um, but I just watched this movie called In the Bedroom that felt very much like a novella. I just feel, I think they're just very, they're incredibly focused. They don't hop around to a lot of locations mm-hmm. and they just have this, they just feel very tight. Yeah. And like this movie, it's only an hour 40, so it's not super long. Yeah. I did like if, if, if I'm, I mean, I've only seen two of his films, but I did like this, uh, a whole star more than i'd like to translate i feel yeah you weren't into transit after we not, watched you weren't like not into it but you weren't as high on it as no, i wasn't as yeah. high on it but this this was definitely a different feel um i enjoyed the film better and just the pacing and, and the direction the story went i feel mm-hmm. um 
and I th- I think it was much more kind of like I'm I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of like dialogue like scenes and like just like their interaction when he's trying to like coach her on how to be her I, I thought that stuff was super interesting um and like the the whole tension of her knowing something that he doesn't know and like multiple times she tries to like tell him that hey it's me mm. and like he's still like not getting it yeah. you know mm. even to the point where she is identical to the to the to the memory in his head she's walking towards him and he's like he looks like he's seen a ghost yeah. and she goes to kiss him and he's like no 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 you're not her like even his his brain can't comprehend that it's her like he's just like no you're dead um and his rejection of that i i just like it's so interesting to me i thought that was i thought that mm-hmm. was great but yeah yeah uh yeah speaking of it being like a contained story and and we, we you talked a little bit jared it's not like showing off yeah with like it's cinematography which i i would agree with it's not like they were doing like huge sweeping shots or um doing anything like too fancy but i think it still looked really good like it i really so i really good. appreciate the lighting um Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like dull color palettes like a little bit except for that that pop of the red dress um but i i really appreciate that where it's still something that's beautiful to look at but it's not showing off it's just like good craft and it's hard to explain but i think the language of the script and the conversations just doesn't feel like movie it feels like book to me and Mm. i don't know how to explain that other than just I read a lot, and this just feels like he's writing it as if it's... I mm-hmm. feel like I could read this story and be mm-hmm. engrossed. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of the... Like, you wouldn't need to add anything just to even, fill it out. Yeah. Like, I feel like all the details of, like, the rooms are there. Yeah. Like, the people's mannerisms and how... Like, the look on his face as yeah. she's singing. Oh, yeah. Like... That was incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my man. God. And, and, and anyways just, yeah and and even just like the way that he's talking it's so i i noticed this it, it was it was much like reading a novel because he was so matter of fact in his speaking mm-hmm. there weren't any like ums or like you know uh like do the do this or do that or like he was just so clear and so confident and it, and it was it, it was like it was almost like he was just like reading it from a page um and i was just i thought that that was such an interesting touch yeah that that, that um I think that that can sometimes take away from the the kind of like humanness of like the interaction where you like you would have ums and you would have um you know like and you would be stumbling around your words a little bit sometimes especially if you are in front of somebody who looks exactly like your wife yeah but he was just so confident and clear and matter of fact um yeah it was just it was just an interesting delivery but I was in. I was just like, this is this is this is good. Nom 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 nom. nom, nom, nom I would nom. be interested to see this as like a stage play. It'd be a great stage. Oh, it play. could yeah. totally be a stage, yeah. right? It could totally be a stage because there's like limited. You would have like shifting backgrounds, but they're not a lot. There's not a lot of backgrounds in this. It's just like war torn city, um, street, apartment. Yeah. Other apartment. It's just yeah, you could train totally, station. Train station. You could totally make this a play. It would it would be bomb. It would be it would, it would be, be great. Yeah. It'd be great. Um Especially that reveal, baby. And it just shows you don't need the budget to create super high tension. Right. You just have to have really good characters and a really good scenario. And good location. And I mean great location. Get a good location scout. I yeah. will look at um, the budget. J- what two hundred forty four million? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, the budget was, and I didn't. I'm gonna have say it. eight mil. Eight mil. Yeah. Eight mil. Oh God. Uh, okay. Sorry, I only have worldwide gross. I don't know why they don't have the budget. Um, worldwide gross was thirty thousand in the United States. Yeah. Yo. Uh, and then, and then, Art's total dead. three million, and then War War Gross was five million. Hard is dead. If they, do you think they made it for less than five yeah, million? Yeah, I would be surprised. You think less than five yeah, million? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think I have the the budget on here, but I'll let you know if I do. Anyway, Eric, you mentioned something during the movie. Uh, there's a few instances of American soldiers, <laughs> and you were like, "Man, they're so funny," and like they're kind of like dumb and kind of insensitive do you think there's anything there any commentary on the american soldier anytime there's american they were kind of just they were just d- very blunt dumb and yeah blunt blunt and it, kind of rude. insensitive yeah blunt rude uh uh bat like like very very kind of like like forward you know that guy who just like puts the cigarette in her mouth is like no you're with me now to be fair he Super thought weird. he had already paid for her but he it was, <laughs> oh, it was the wrong woman not to be fair but it's whack <laughs> Look at that broad. She looks great too. But like <laughs> it's in, like that. It's, it's like, weird too because I was thinking watching that in post World War, like it's after World War Two. So they're kind of just like hanging out. Yeah. Like they don't have any. They're on leave. War to fight. They but, they're just trying to wait till they can get back. Wait, what 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 country are they in? Germany, in Berlin. They were in Berlin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> So that would be... How long after D... Uh, and they're definitely not going to be culturally sensitive after what just happened. Heck no. So... Yeah. They're very probably, much the opposite. Yeah. They're going to be treating Germans like animals, basically. Yeah. Which is really sad. But this was this was pretty soon after the war ended? The first, yeah. The first year, you think? Probably. First year or two. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. It, that's what it felt like. Felt like that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's inter- that's interesting to me because it just seemed less. I mean, yes, there were buildings that were like destroyed, but it just seemed less in because Germany was in such a dire state after the war. Well, yeah, they were like burning money to to stay warm. I mean, it was like it it didn't totally feel like that. But maybe that's just on the movie, not really. Yeah, and it was like in, that, in Berlin that's, that's too. Fine. So there's going to be more supplies in the. That's Capital. fair. That's fair. I don't know. And it was one of, well, and Berlin was one of the last places to get captured, so maybe That's it was true. spared bombings and stuff yeah. like that. But but there was the bombing in Berlin. Anyway. Yeah, no. It was um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It I, I think there is maybe some like slight commentary they're making on Americans, but they don't show up too much in the in the film. It's just kind of like three. The opening spots, the opening with the American was great. Because you immediately sympathize yeah. with the with the main character. Absolutely. Like right away. Right. The setup. Yeah. It was so once smart. He, once he sees her. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Who were they talking about that they thought that they, she was? Oh, Eva Braun. Who's yeah. already dead. I think they just wanted to check to make sure they weren't trying to smuggle anyone across. Okay. I didn't know if she was like a, <laughs> a, a famous historical figure. Eva Braun is, yeah. Oh, she is. Mm-hmm. Do you, but you don't really know much about her. No, a little bit, but not enough to speak confidently. I'm kind of like uh, <laughs> Nelly pre-realizing uh, her full self. Yes, yes. Oh, mm, wow, yes. Wow, her wow, full wow, new wow, self. Wow, 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 so wow. Johnny has Nelly go to the place where she was captured, to the boat shed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't go to the boat shed, but she goes to the... the is the, it her her old estate? Or? Yeah. 
was it their old house? I think it was a it, family's. It I think it was like family friends. Someone's family's or family friends. They said it in the movie whose it was, but oh. it wasn't theirs. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I she goes there, and I actually don't really know why she went there. Why did Johnny have her go there and talk to the the? I think woman? she he had her go there to make it seem like if she was coming back from a camp, then this would is it, the would, first, one of the first places she would stop. I think also uh, additionally he was like, "Are people gonna buy it?" Yeah, it was a good testing ground. It was a good mm. testing ground for people who knew her, and they totally bought it, and so... Outside the city, so word's not going to get around. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very interesting that, like, it was also the site where she was uh, where she was hiding. Um, well, that's where she kind of gets the first glimpse into that Johnny might have betrayed her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that woman mentions that he came back like after immediately. her arrest. Yeah. And it's fascinating that happened at the place of the first trauma for her, probably the first big trauma of getting captured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we that, didn't mention we, in slightly reliving that and getting more information at the same time is how. Right. Yeah. And you she could, was able to put the piece together. You could see her. She was like shaking and kind of like you could feel like the trauma. She was she was doing some good acting there, but you could feel that she was having like a minor panic attack just even standing in that space. It was um, it was powerful. She, I feel like she kind of knew, but was like lying to herself. Like, but then at that moment, I think that's where it kind of switched. And she walks to the boathouse and she opens the door of where she was hiding. And I don't know if that's where she like realized the weight of everything that happened and kind of everything kind of clicked for her or what, but. Um, I feel like that's kind of the turning point. It's a classic, right? You go back to what you know, even if it's unhealthy, because it's just more easy, it's more comfortable, you know how to handle it. So she can go be with Johnny, even though she's lying to him and to herself about who she really is, because it's just, she's, it's her way to cope. And then eventually she gets strong enough to be like, no, this is unhealthy to tell him that I'm not his wife. And it's unhealthy to not recognize that he betrayed me. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, you see the moment it... You see her when she's singing, she starts weak. It's like the movie the whole time with the song. She starts really weak and meek yeah. and not confident. And yeah. then eventually as she's singing, she finds her full confidence. She finds her voice. Her voice again. Oh, Like Hilary Duff. That was yeah, the worst. Let the rain Find your voice. fall down. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, we didn't mention this at the beginning when uh, Caleb was doing like a, a basic synopsis, but... Um, Lene, right? Yeah. What was her name? She basically starts breaking the news um, to Nellie that she thinks that Johnny is nefarious and he's he's up to no good and 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 he betrayed um, her and she and she was like, I don't talk to traitors. I don't I don't you know um, associate myself with them. And then as the movie goes on, we learn more and more facts, like the fact that Johnny left. Uh, or was arrested on October 4th, was released, and then she and then Nellie was arrested on October 6th, and, and, and he evaded arrest. So it looks really bad. It looks like he sold her out. Um, he told them where she was hiding, and then added on to the fact that we just said that when she was arrested, he came back to the estate and was living there. It all looks bad. And then at the end of the movie, um, after we learned that Lene shot herself, 
she delivers the last piece of information to Nellie that uh, she was holding on to because she's not a jerk and yeah. ultimately doesn't want to like break up anything. But as her dying words, um, she was like, hey, you should know he divorced you like before you got arrested. Yep. Uh, so Game this over. was all planned and he doesn't love you because she was com- she was like I think he loves him. the interactions where she, he's teaching her how to be Nelly and like how it, and even that red dress moment it was like the way he's looking at her yeah really looks like wow this is my wife and I love her and I miss her and he probably does in some way in some way you know? yeah and so she was seeing that moment in his eyes and so she's convinced that he loves me and this was the final blow um, before the the final act, um, and so th- yeah, there's this underlying kind of like crescendoing that we're we're going up to where where there's there's bad things. I have Johnny's a question a for guy, you guys. So. Yeah, hmm. did you think watching the movie that Johnny was going to be vindicated? Because when I was watching it, I was kind mm. of on Nelly's side, where I'm like, maybe there's a story here that no one is taking into consideration, and there are circumstances that happen that. It makes it look bad for him. Like she does that on the bike with him. She's like, right. even if you did betray her, you could tell me how because it might not have been as bad as what just betrayal is. I or never, were you like Johnny's just a bad? No, I never time. thought he was gonna give. I never thought the whole time I was like Johnny's a scumbag. <laughs> he's a traitor. <laughs> no, I he saw, gave I her s- up to the Nazis. And you know what? In my book, if you do that, you're a bad guy. <laughs> you deserve <laughs> to be hung. Um, no, I, I think there were moments in the movie where. I sympathized with Johnny in the moment. Okay. Like the red dress moment where he yeah. genuinely looks like a man broken. Um, but leading up to and in the train scene and everything like that, I was just like, I don't, I'm not I'm not seeing a moment here where this guy gets his his like moment where he gets vindicated or or gets redeemed in any kind of way. Yeah. I um I I he was following through with the plan to, to the letter, and if anything, he was he was still being nasty. That's good to, to Nelly, and I was like, "No, this guy, he's just all he's concerned about is getting his, and and pulling off the con." And in fairness, he doesn't think that this is actually Nelly. He thinks yeah. that this is like an actress. But when the hammer drops, it's like, yeah, there's no going back after that, bro. But it's a combination of good filmmaking and good acting for us to think that about him but then still have those moments of empathy where you're like yeah oh, man. it is he lost that hmm. and you feel bad for him that he lost his wife even though he's the one who was the you still feel bad for yeah him. and at the piano you get the full weight of like that look that epic epic look it's an epic that look. thousand yard stare that he gives is everything it's like oh my gosh you could tell Everything is playing in his in his eyes as a film role. All the past conversations that he's had with her over the past few months and like all the things that he said to her. And he's like, that was actually her. And you and you could see it in his eyes. He's like, this was unforgivable. And there's no there's no recovering this. Yeah, he knows it. I think my favorite part of that last sequence is the very quick shot of this, her sleeves coming up and seeing the concentration Oh, camp. when you yes. see the tattoo, I was like, Be- I got goosebumps right now thinking you mean, about it. You mean when she was kind of like pulling it up? Yeah. You mean at the very beginning? No, at the end. Oh, you no, 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 no. At the very beginning of the of when she was at the end at sequence. The it was like in the middle where it shows the shot. She, she kinda, where it shows. She kind of pulls it up. Yeah. Because yeah. it like, it not only, because we're lo- viewing it as a personal 
relationship and then yeah. that like just reminds you of like oh yeah this is a very wide reaching hmm. there is a lot of suffering that she had to endure rather than just not being recognized by her husband yeah there's like a lot more on the line here than that oh can you that, and because he doesn't hang on it he does it once and it's quick and you're just like that's all oh. can you imagine him being at a pub a day later being like that conversation i had with her about that story that she read in a magazine mm-hmm. actually happened to her yeah. And just like replaying all this stuff in his head and just being like, I was a fool. I was an idiot. I regret so much about all my decisions that I've made. He'll live the rest of his life uh, just a, a, just a shell of a man. He'll live a half-life. He might figure it out. People figure <laughs> it out sometimes. People do. I mean, I hope he doesn't. Oh, I hope he does. Okay, wait, hold on. We need to break this down. You what? think what he did... To his wife, a conscious action, uh-huh. divorce, s- telling the Nazis where she was hiding, yep. saving his own skin, mm-hmm. is, and I'm not talking about a Christ redeem, okay? I'm, looking, I'm, I'm thinking through a gospel I'm talking about, view. is he redeemable in that situation for doing that to his wife? Like, do you think he would internally ever feel whole again after something like that? I think it's possible. <laughs> and with God, all things are possible. Okay, all right. I'm, I mean, <laughs> right. I, I, I think only the gospel can do that. But yeah, yes, I, I think, do think it's possible. Right, I right, think right. we're yeah, thinking through a biblical worldview. Yeah. No, um, I'm, I'm thinking outside of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question. You guys have a favorite shot of this movie? Uh, oh. Well, I think... Other than the end. I mean, yeah, we've that, talked about the end a lot. That so. last shot's great. The you first know, shot's great. The first shot's great. Or what was like, the first shot? The fade into white. Oh, not the first. Did that? Did that say Phoenix in the white? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that, that was, was the real. Drop. That was the real title. Yeah, drop. yeah. Because yeah. I was like, did, was the bar the actual title drop? I was like, that would have been actually awesome. Uh, no, no. She she's driving away from a checkpoint, and there's there's headlights in front of her, and they get brighter and brighter and brighter, and then they fade into white. And I was like, that was great. That was a great shot. Yeah, I loved that. That was beautiful. The only time we really get like something from Johnny's perspective is when he's hiding behind the tree. Yeah. And she That's interesting, kind yeah. of looks over at him and I think he knows that he's about to get kind of like found out and so he kind of mm-hmm. the camera moves behind the tree and it kind of like covers half the frame. Yeah. I just really like I, I'm like yeah, w- once you get exposed in your in your sin or in in mm. whatever like you start to hide and I don't know. Skulk I, around. That's kind of what I thought with that is like, it's like, that's great. I'm trying to yeah hide and hide from whatever I've done, but you can't really hide from, from something like that. You're going to get found out. Be sure, be sure your sin will find you out. And then right after that, he like, you know, she's in the boathouse. She's having that little pinning. And then he like barges in behind her. He's like, what are you doing in here? Like, what kind of a question is that? It's like, because he's feeling guilty. No, no, no. It's a guilt yeah, question. It's totally. a guilt question. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing in here? And it was, it was just a weird thing to say in that moment. In my head, I was like, dude, she's in there because this is... The place. Grimly nostalgic for her, where yeah. it's just like, you know, this is where she got caught. And like, yeah. The, the, and yeah, you're right. That ties into what you said, I think, about yeah. him uh, getting caught out. Uh, well, and after that, just another thought I had they have this conversation on the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget what the conversation really is. I think they were kind of like hashing out their plan for when she returns. Mm. But all I could think of when they were standing on that train track is the tracks that lead it into Auschwitz. 
um, which I think is the last. There's like something. Wow, there of like, guys! Wow, and there's like that brick building behind her, and it kind of had mm-hmm. that similar vibe. Yeah, um, and so I don't know. I feel like it kind of painted could, a similar picture. The last train she probably took, maybe took her into Auschwitz. Yeah, Other that's than, yeah, because she came of, back by car. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Wow, guys. Wow. Okay. I really liked. It was pretty early in the movie. She is walking into a place that she knew that is now blown up. We're not 100%. I don't remember what the place was. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's doing okay. She's like going and reliving whatever. Looks over. Uh, there's like two triangles of of shattered glass. I think there were three, but you didn't really see the third. It was yeah, like, but was, there were two she that- She was in frame and two. She was in frame and two, and one of them yeah. had her full new face, and the other one had like her head cut off a little bit. And I'm like, this is exactly how she's feeling right now. I thought that. She's looking- she, She's got this one over here that she knows herself to have been, and she can't see that anymore. And then she's got this new face staring right at her, and she doesn't know what to do with those two images at the same time. And she was shocked to see herself in yeah. that moment. And she, she was sh- acting shocked. She was like, because oh my God, she was thinking me. about her past s- self in that place. Could have been the first time she saw herself. Doubtful. I mean, there were probably mirrors in the in the mm-hmm. hospital, but yeah. But yeah, that was a uh, like, man, I can't even imagine. And he does a couple times two things where it's like they're walking and their shadows are you can tell they're like there's their shadow cells that they used to be in here's them right now mm. that i think are really cool yeah i loved the shot that we eventually learn was a, a mem a, a imagination oh yeah that she was she said i have imagined how i return to johnny and i imagine the moment where I say his name and and we connect again and I have thought about it so many times and we and we and we learn this later in the movie in the very beginning of the movie there's this shot of her walking through this grass and then walking up to this cabin and Johnny's doing something in the cabin and she's in her Auschwitz outfit yeah and like full cap and 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 uh PJs and everything like the striped pajamas and um and because that is that is the real her who is returning to him, which yeah. and you don't like you don't see that. No, no, no. And this is this is why it's one of my favorite shots is that like she is in she is she is shot from behind. Yeah. And then shot in shadow when it's shot from the front. Yeah. And then she slowly comes into the light and you see for a nanosecond, you see a bit of the side of her face. Yeah. And then it cuts away. And it's just like this, like you were ne- like you saw enough to where you were like, oh my God, what was that? Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, that shot was so, so, so good. And then we learned later that that was her imagining what it would be like to return to Johnny. And it was just like, wow, mm. that's so. And yeah, it's, because it's that, interesting. You play that in your head so many she's times. She's imagining that. And even though her face was reconstructed, that's how, I mean, internally, she's coming back majorly wounded. Well, I think, yes. Well, okay. I think that she has also played that in her head before she got wounded. I'm sure. When she was in the camp. And then like after she got wounded, but but it is interesting that in the in the recreation that we see in her mind, she is badly burned and her face is gone. Do you guys have any idea what to do with some of the stuff early in the movie where another woman with a bandaged face like walks like looks into a room and then she like follows her in the hallway yeah i don't know if it's just like mood or if it i don't know what to do with that everybody in that wing had bandages on their face though yeah yeah i don't i don't know i i just thought like it was 
she's not the only one it, it was kind of building this yeah. like mm. the atrocities that had happened like there are multiple people who we don't learn how she got these scars but maybe there was some sort of chemical stuff or what but like it wasn't like an isolated thing but this was a broad thing that happened yeah. to many people yeah faceless yeah and i thought it was I, I thought it was interesting in that scene as well that none of them could talk to each other so they're all wandering around yeah speechless and just like looking at photos and and because there was this one awkward bit where they were the two of these women including nelly were in the room together one was slumped on the ground looking at some photos mm. and nelly was like an inch away from her standing up looking at photos but they weren't really talking to each other and they weren't acknowledging each other yeah and it was just so interesting because like normally they would have been like us like an impromptu conversation might have started but because they couldn't talk they were just like yeah. wandering around not talking to each other hmm. and not acknowledging each other yeah it's just very interesting and this might have been something that they would have been used to in the camps as well i don't know hmm I have another question. Yeah, go ahead. If you were, um, say one of the Colorado, characters say, in this movie, say no. Colorado Springs, <laughs> yeah, got hit by massive war. Okay. Oh wow! Forbid it to ever happen. All your family and your whole community died. Right. And you got a new face. I was gonna ask. You were gonna ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask the, the new face question, but I want I want to see hear how you ask and it. I just want to oh, know. Oh God! What would you do with your life? Oh. If everything had to start over. What was your question? Well, I was going to ask, like, what would you change about your face? <laughs> no, I, I love I love how shallow your question is and how interesting your question is. It's so amazing. It's like a new nose I wanna, or something. I, I, I want to answer both. Like, if you're but fully in on just jaw, total life change, but I really, there's nothing holding you back. I really like your question because in the movie, she goes into the bar and she's looking for Johnny. She sees him. She says, Johnny. And he looks around, he looks right past her, and looks to the left of her, looks to the right of her, and goes back to his work. Yeah, that's true. And it was devastating to her. And in yeah, that- Yeah, she runs away. In Yeah, she runs away. In that moment, that's the feeling that I feel like you're describing. What if you went up to somebody, and internally you had this whole history with this person but they didn't even see you or recognize you mm. or know who you were spider-man no way home holy it's cow <laughs> it's it's wild like you have it all here but yeah yeah i i think that would be just it'd be devastating because there's a line in the movie that rings so true in this moment i don't exist anymore yeah like, she slumps in the car with her friend, and she's like, I don't even exist. Yeah, that sucks. And it's like, that's so, in that moment, that is so true. Everything inside of your head, all the memories, all the history, all the experiences, it's still there, but it doesn't even matter. But what are you, you going to exist anymore. What are you going to do with your new life? I though? know what I'd do. What are you going to do, Caleb? I would move to uh, <laughs> either Wyoming or Montana. Oh, okay. I would build a cabin. Uh-huh. And I would become the sheriff of an old town. <laughs> <laughs> Almost what happens to Ron Swan at the end of Parks and Recreation. You know you have to get elected for that. <laughs> you have to be elected. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would win the trust of run on this campaign. small town. <laughs> so you can reconstruct a sheriff's face. I, I, would, I would become a sheriff. And then uh, I'd marry. I'd have kids. Uh, they'd grow. And they'd move out of the house. And then nothing oh, happens. In, nothing happens in this sleepy little town. I'm just a sheriff. And everyone likes me. Oh, but then one day. He's going the Twin Pines route. He's going the Twin Pines route. <laughs> but then one, Peaks, I'm but then one day. Twin Pines. One day. There's a murder. Oh. oh. And my wife is the main suspect. 
Oh. <laughs> and now I have to uh, decide whether I believe my wife or I believe justice. Oh. A new script by Caleb's ear. <laughs> Um, it's called Wife versus Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Just the lamest title of all time. What if, you, what if your new face had the inability to to grow a mustache? Would you still Ooh, be a See, I feel like you need to be... If you have to have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but I think down to it all... When you asked that question, I feel like my... My mind just went to just solitude in general. So like being the sheriff in a small town, living in a cabin by myself, being a lighthouse worker. I don't know. A I feel like I feel like I just want to like go and live in solitude. Okay. I don't know. No, it's it's ideal. It's ideal. I've always when I moved here, I've I always had the dream to like have a place, like have a standard house like I'm in right now, and then have like a place in the woods with like a PO box, and like I can just go there and just like chill, and nobody knows. The address of it or anything like that, and I think I think that'd be dope. But um, you had way more fleshed out in your <laughs> and then also for just what I want to look like. Um, yeah, let's get down to that. Six pack abs. <laughs> Wait, no, you have a new face, Caleb. You still have to work uh, a out. Cut jawline. Yeah, <laughs> cut jawline. A stash, <laughs> envious of Tom. And Selleck. I want you to connect my earlobes so they're not just free flowing like this. What? Oh my! It's like the smallest genetic trait—the one that just goes right earlobes. down into your into the side of your neck. I like oh it. Oh my god! I like you don't it like a lot. the dangly earlobes. No, I'm just kidding. I, I freaking know. love those. I'm I in. I got uh, big danglers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we don't need to know about your danglers. So let's just say that right now. Ditto Eric there. <laughs> I can agree with that with that statement. Far out. Phoenix. Oh, oh. Danglers. How about, that'd how be about, a good stop, stop, that'd be a good stop. rename of the <laughs> Phoenix basketball team. Yeah, let's rename uh wife versus uh Justice, Justice to, to Danglers. No, that's the sheriff's name, Phoenix Dangler. <laughs> Phoenix Dangler. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Dangler. <laughs> Sheriff Dangler. <laughs> vote Dangler. <laughs> Wearing my Wranglers. A vote uh, for Dangle is a vote for justice. A vote right. for uh, How about you guys? What would you or do? Or is it a vote for wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I can't get over it. Jared. Yeah, well, guys? yeah, if I could change my face, I'd just ask if they could make my head bigger because I've always had a small head. Whatevs. Mm. You got a big brain, You bro. know. Um, what would I do? I'd probably mm. try to do some crazy, like, avant-garde art thing mm. and see if it could make it successfully. If, like, I had no attachments, I'd try to do something like that. Mm. I don't know if it'd be writing or movie making or music making, mm. but I think I'd probably be like, well... I got nothing to live for. Let's try to like make something crazy out of my crazy suffering that just happened. Ooh, right. you could do, I feel like you could do a cool art exhibit. Like there's like I don't know a gorilla in a cage and you're fighting it or something like yeah, that. something you know? like that. Like, that so was some, the first thing you thought of. Some art, <laughs> some art piece. Well, yeah. I think of like that. What's that one where that guy just lived with a wolf? Oh yeah, you know you should Wolfing. watch this documentary on Maria Abramovich. She was like a crazy art, like live art installation person like that. And it's bonkers. Hmm. I'm like, how did she come up with all this stuff? Hmm. 
Eric? I feel like I would also do the same. I have these like, I have these really like macabre thoughts that like, I'll watch a movie where like a guy has kind of like the hopper syndrome where it's like a guy has a guy has it all. He has like a family and a house and like a wife and then like his kid dies or his or his kid and his wife dies or something like that. And it's just like this guy goes through this like massive tragedy and then just like goes full loner mode or like does or like travels the world and becomes like a bushwhacker or something like that where it's like you know life decisions you probably wouldn't make if you were like leading a normal or or productive life yeah it'd be like i i feel like i would lean more towards that kind of stuff where i would i and because you have you have no one else to have to worry about what they think about you because your family's dead and your friends are dead right and again this sounds very macabre but i'm trying to i'm trying to explain it in in a way that in my head it 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 it, it feels different in my head where it's just like i don't think <laughs> this is gonna sound maybe just too bad but i think that if i think that if jordan if anything ever happened to jordan i don't i don't possibly consider being with anyone else for the rest of my life yeah yeah i i don't i feel i feel so incredibly lucky and I feel so incredibly matched with Jordan mm. that like men remarry after a tragic incident with a, a spouse. Men continue their lives. And instead you'd, let, you'd be like, I'm making a macabre art piece. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go be a bushwhacker. No, I'm just like, I don't foresee my life ever getting back on track. Like I, I hit the jackpot and you don't hit the jackpot twice. It's, what about us? We're your friends. We'll it, be there with you. I'm not saying I'm gonna kill myself, dude. I'm oh, just saying uh. like my life just wouldn't be. <laughs> That's the same. what I took from it. No, 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 no. I'm saying I don't think I would be with another person again. I don't think my yeah. life would ever, like I said, get back on track again. And I think that like if all of my friends and family, like you said in this scenario, were like dead or like gone, I I would be such a like a weird Vietnam vet recluse type person. That yeah, would just like kind of cool. I mean, it, yeah, moping cool. is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> you're really good. You're a really good moper. I, I'm good at yeah. Self- you're good at the, the three opes, right? Yeah. Moping, moping, doping, 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 and oping. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Did you say doping? Yeah, yeah. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb dude, I'm always like using performance enhancing drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, that's worse than actually just saying you smoke weed. But oh, uh, I, here, here's here's some insider information, Eric. I don't smoke weed. And you don't dope. And I, I, okay, I don't. I don't. But I... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I once... Because uh, it's not I, showing. I've t- I, <laughs> I broke a bone once and took painkillers. That's not the same thing. <laughs> a doctor recommended that you took those, dude. <laughs> so I... Okay, okay, okay. It's basically the same. Um, okay, um, so guys... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had... Actually, I don't know if I had any other questions. Final thoughts? Love it. Go watch it. Please go watch this yeah, movie. Yeah, it was it awesome. Was, it, and it is a cool 96 minutes. Oh, runtime. Amazing. And watch it with someone else because it's a good discussion. Yeah. Like, I feel like discussion. talking about it with you guys, I'm like, there's a lot going on in this. There is. There's more than the surface going yeah. on here. Yeah. I'm going to watch Transit now. I freaking love Is that Transit. on Criterion? 
It's probably it's not. It's on Amazon Prime. It was a Prime was, pickup. What was the um, what was the third one? Barbara. Barbara, Barbara. was earlier. It was my least favorite of the three. Now, yeah. remember when I uh, described the plot of Transit? Are is Barbara a similar style of? Because Transit and this movie oddly layered even though they're different stories but is barbara similar or is that something totally different because i'm just wondering what the like it's the, a little different it's similar but different because like obviously the director's doing something with these three movies right yeah and then his next three i've seen the first one are kind of like riff modern fairy tale riffs which are interesting oh, very cool all right yeah yeah great what, what what's your final thought dude i guess i'll quote a movie you guys all have seen mm-hmm how do you pick up the threads of an old life? <laughs> How do you go on when in your heart you know there is no going back? <laughs> there are some wounds that time cannot mend. Some hurts that go too deep. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and that's quoting... That's Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> Let me pull it up. Let me Man, see if no, I can find the right I, I gotta say, I thought guys, that sounded familiar. How do you started, pick up- I started this podcast feeling meek. <laughs> And cowardly mm. and not confident in how we would be as film snobs after our death. Mm. But you know what? I what? think we're better than ever. We don't need Ricky and Ethan. No. Film snobs 2.0. No. 2.0. No. 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 Stop. Stop. We Ricky miss. and Ethan are our Johnny. Dude, Jabibity is flipping you off. I think. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I hired a, a fake Ethan and a fake Ricky. Here. Oh, come on. Come on in. How rehearsal esque would that be wow. if we hired a fake Ethan and a fake, fake Ricky? Wow! Fake Ricky. Wow! Uh, yeah, obviously we we miss Ethan and Ricky immensely. We we cannot do anything to um, replace them. They leave a huge hole um, mm. in our lives, but we are still going to do our best to move forward and mm. try new things. If bring, you want to be a guest, text us. Text us if you want to be it's a guest. To us. We yeah. love having guests. We would love to have you on. Um, yeah, we if love you If you want to be a film snob, we're open to try out. <laughs> yeah. Just know that it takes commitment, it takes knowledge, and, a sure and it mic. takes chemistry. Yeah, you, you need and, to bring and, your and, mic. And we lost our diversity card as well. So. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you'll be in right away, even if you're no good. <laughs> oh, no, oh my gosh. And like I said before, leave us a review on anything that you would like to see new uh, on the pod, like any any different bits or uh, things that we could do to spice up the pod uh, we're open to listening just make sure it's a five star review and uh, we'll read it out loud yeah if it's pod. three you're you're done to, you're dead to us dead to us you're like, Johnny five it gets read out and you you get a shout out and yeah. and that's it I mean we how exciting for you yeah how exciting <laughs> right, right. yeah <laughs> cool okay cool. Until next week. No. Or until we, until the next two weeks. Every other week, guys. And then we've got Gerard. Do, do you want to be last as per usual? Yeah, yeah I like being last. I like being last. Which means I have to go, and unfortunately, I don't have any. That's okay. Well, great, because you're going to tell us. That's That's right. We have a new, we have a right. new bit. A we new have a new bit now. That new intro we, uh, is... We introduce the movie at the beginning of the podcast. So yeah. Which kind of ticks me off, because I really liked going online when I knew what the movie was and reading a bunch of articles so I could come on the podcast and sound really smart about it. So now Uh-oh. I can only take my own Uh-oh. observations into it. Sorry, dude. Sorry. That's very Caleb thing to do. Uh, what if I brought a printout of all the facts of a movie? Of the no, movie mm, no, no, it's not okay. about facts. It's about art. It's not about facts. It's about, it's about reacting. It's about feeling. Yeah, it's about feeling.
Well, I'm feeling like this is over, so... Bye! Bye. (laughs) Sorry for drying it out, guys. We don't know what to do. No, it was just under an hour. It was just under an hour.